From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for September 29th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi back in the peanut gallery, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, and Max, the intern. In this week's show, Walter, Teresa, and I will have our review of the Waldorf Astoria and Hilton Resorts at Bonnet Creek, and Kevin Close has his review of the Wave Restaurant at Disney's Contemporary Resort, all that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, we uh, First, let's start out by apologizing for not having a show last week, but again, I was sick. Um, Whose fault was it? It's Max, the intern's fault, because he was house-sitting for me while we were doing one of our reviews, and he brought his vile intern disease into my house. Typhoid Max. <laughs> Typhoid Maxie <laughs> yes. is what I've been calling him on Facebook. Uh, and uh, so, is that the, the, was that that kissing disease he has? Is that what he's got? Mononucleosis? I don't know, but we kept him in his. Well, room I wasn't kissing him, so. Oh, you were? No, no, no. <laughs> See, we let him out of his room to come over here, and then it never got in our house. You're lucky, Max. You're the only intern that didn't have to kiss Pete. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, you think this was Congress? <laughs> oh man! Damn. It went downhill fast, didn't it? Really? Well, that's because of you. You pushed it downhill. I did. Um, uh, I know we have some. Uh, well, before we get to the thank yous uh, for the like eight million packages that were sent to us this week, uh, I want to let everybody. Kn- oh, Lord in heaven! I've gone spontaneously deaf. <laughs> yeah, really. Like all of a sudden, it decided to check my mail. I think Tinkerbell's wings fell off. <laughs> I was thinking a fairy got their wings now. All right. Before we get started with. Uh, Housekeeping, couple things. I just got to let everybody know um, our second show this week is not an either is not either the email or the uh, Disboard show. It's actually a show that we recorded a couple of weeks ago. I recorded with our Disneyland correspondents. It's our our Disneyland show. Um, this is a uh, a new thing we're, we're trying. I'm, I'm not sure that how often we're going to do it. We're going to kind of play it by ear, see how see how it goes. Uh, it was a little weird sitting in the room alone. Uh, we did this actually over video conference, and uh, so the the sound quality is a little bit different than what you're used to here because we're all sitting in the room together. But we still were able to see each other, and I kind of liked the way the show went. It it's, went really well, and uh, really gave me a, a a great appreciation for how much those guys know about Disneyland. They really know their stuff when it comes to Disneyland. So I was really happy with the show. So that's going up. Uh, on Thursday, this Thursday. Uh, also, I need to let everybody know there will be no show next week. Uh, we have uh, a bunch of our Dreams Unloaded travel agents coming in from out of town all week next week, and we are going to be spending the week with them. So uh, there will be no show next week. And then I won't be here. Walter and I won't be here for the next two shows after that. So uh, you people aren't going to hear from me for a month. So those of you out there that hate me, you've got a good month coming up. Are you going to hold your hate mail until he comes back? Are you going to um, call in while you're away? No, no. This is a this is vacation. This is a vacation. I'm not. I'm not even bringing my notebook. 
Oh um, no, really? I'm they don't not, have telephones in the Grand Canyon. They don't. Well, even no, they have they have telephones. I'm just not using them. That's all. I I'm going away, and I'm not. Oh wow! We're not reviewing, not critiquing, and my I, phone better not ring unless somebody's dead. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from nothing. I'm I'm not answering my emails. I'm not doing nothing. It's so just I gotta deal with You're on your own, sweetie. Else. You're on your own. John. You're on your own. Okay. You're all on your own. You're all John's way. So Pete's I'm gone. I'm in charge of Teresa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so close to Halloween, too. So uh, we also have some thank yous. Teresa, I think you have some. Yes, I've been sending over opening up goodies. We got a giant box from Christy Nasworthy in Covington, Georgia. Hey, Christy. Hey, Christy. All kinds of things, Georgia. We got a bottle of Coke and some chips and some grits, biscuits, and some. Muffin mix and all kinds of goodies. It's starting to have a food bank in here. I know. And then we also got a box of pralines from Michael Alexander. It's kind of cool and fun. And a box of candy from Jimmy Leonard and his lovely wife, Amy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Amy. Thanks for the candy. We also got a very nice uh, basket from Skip Potter and his family. And, Walter, something else? Yes, from Jennifer Fagan. Fegan and her 10-year-old son, Sam, they brought us a bunch of different pins that they got from, um, I think, different types of ice cream or something. But they all the pins smell like what they have on them. There's a rocket bar. Rocket bar, you fat cow. Um, there's one that smells like... <laughs> as, he shows it to, as he shows it to John. Jeez, nice. That was John saying. Which one's, which one's John? One, some smells like a strawberry. One smells like raspberry. One smells like lemon. Bubble gum. They're all sitting in front of me. They're all very nice pins. They're yeah. nice. They're right good, too. Thank you. And the last one we got was from Pat Neal, who was checking out of the Beach Club Villa. He remembers I like Cafe Valet, so he grabbed me two bags of that. Thank you, Pat. Or oh, so. More Cafe Valet. And for those who don't know, Cafe Valet is the crappy coffee that Disney puts in the rooms. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for that. Uh, one last thing I have for housekeeping. Um, a couple weeks ago, we uh, had a discussion on the show about breastfeeding in the parks. And I made some comments about that, um, one of which was saying, if you're going to breastfeed in the parks, why can't I pee on the side of a character character or something? I wanted to apologize for that. That really was uh, – some people were upset by that, and I can understand why. And uh, – if, if that if you were offended by that, I, I, I do apologize. It was uh, it was a, a, an uncalled for comment. They are two very different things. Going to the bathroom and breastfeeding a child are two very different things. So I do apologize for being flippant in that in that comment. Uh, and also reading a lot of what was posted on the board. I, it, this is just not an issue I ever gave a tremendous amount of thought to. My one real experience with it, as we talked about on the show, was on the monorail. Uh, going back to the contemporary one day, and this woman was just sitting there, you know, not attempting to cover herself up, breastfeeding. And I was like, wow, that's really rude. And I still think that. I still think it's really rude to not attempt any kind of modesty. Modesty. Um, but after reading a lot of things uh, on the boards and people's perspectives, it did give me a new appreciation for it. So um, I want to thank everybody for pointing some of that stuff out, you know. I'm a gay man. I don't deal with that very often. So if you have a hungry baby. It's, you got to you know. You got to feed your baby. Yeah. And this reminds me. Speaking of breastfeeding, tomorrow is Max's birthday. Born <laughs> <laughs> twenty years ago today. Is he still tomorrow. breastfeeding? No, no, no but for a that was my first experience of breastfeeding. <laughs> so. How did you enjoy being breastfed, Max? 
He didn't like it. It was especially uncomfortable on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <you're really> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a good segue. Anyway. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? And once, going twice. Johnny with the news. Our first news story. Universal's Rip Ride Rocket Roller Coaster closed indefinitely. Jason Garcia reported in the Orlando Sentinel that Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, the year-old roller coaster at Universal Studios that shut down last week for repairs, will remain closed longer than initially expected. Hmm. Universal Orlando said Monday it decided to perform annual maintenance now that the thrill ride is already offline. Quote, we added annual maintenance to the work schedule for efficiency, spokeswoman, spokeswoman, spokesman Tom Schroeder said. The ride has been operating for about a year and had a busy summer season. Um, end quote. Just why the ride closed in the first place remains a mystery. No, it doesn't. Earlier this month, the German company that built it issued an alert warning that the stress testing of its X-Car ride vehicles had found that the coupling bars holding the trains together might not be, quote-unquote, fatigue endurable. A mystery solved. <laughs> coaster manufacturer, and the, the coaster manufacturer instructed clients to immediately shut down any rides using X-Cars for further safety testing. Universal dismissed the September 2nd bulletin, saying any issues it raised would have been resolved already. Spin. Well, you know, and this is just so consistent with what I've been seeing from Universal all year uh, with regard to their Harry Potter packages, the opening of the Harry Potter uh, land in Islands of Adventure, and now this. Basically, if Universal releases a statement, it's pretty much bull. Uh, that that's really what what it, what it comes down to. I don't think any reasonable person believes that. Oh, we just happened to you know at the last minute schedule the annual maintenance, right. and it just so happens that it coincided with the announcement from the manufacturer that the damn thing might fall apart. Uh, rather than just say, based on manufacturer's recommendations, we are closing the ride down to do more structural testing and more maintenance on it. I don't think anybody would have been like, no. I don't think it would have raised any flags. I think they're raising more flags by being disingenuous. That's at least how it's coming across. I mean, maybe maybe this is true, and it's just a, a, a series of coincidences. But it comes across to me as disingenuous. And if they'd been more honest previously about things, maybe it, you know, Maybe I'd, I'd be more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. It just doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just say, for the safety of our guests, this is what we've learned from the manufacturer of the ride? I mean, are you trying to hide that this was manufactured by somebody else? No, I don't, I, I don't think they ever hid that. I just think that um, Universal is run by idiots, and this is what they do. And they're dishonest idiots at, at that. So, and especially this Tom Schroeder. This Tom Schroeder is a. This guy is just an absolute complete waste of space, from a PR standpoint. This guy is a complete waste of space, and uh, you know it's a shame. It's a shame, but yeah. Uh, look, the thing has there, there's there's a manufacturing issue. That's why it's closed, and they want to make sure that the cars don't go flying off the tracks with people on it. Which and is I, and that is really good. It's a good thing. Right. Play it like that. Just tell people what's going on. See, the, the Universal still does business as though the Internet doesn't exist. They still do business as though people don't have access to this information instantaneously. And, you know, Disney used to be like this. Disney's gotten a lot better over the years. 
Disney's sure. gotten a lot, but as as usual, Universal's about ten years behind the rest of the industry. So, um, you know, whatever. Our second news story: Disneyland allows park worker to wear religious headscarf at work. A few weeks ago, we reported that Aman Budlal, a hostess at Storytellers Cafe in Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, complained to a union official that she was told she would have to remove her hijab or take a job working out of public view. That case is ongoing, but there's a new employee at Disneyland that will be allowed to wear her religious head covering. Disneyland has agreed to allow a company intern to wear her religious headscarf at work, according to Muslim rights group that intervened after the woman was told she would have to work in the stockroom. The Chicago woman was hired as a vacation planner after a phone interview. When she arrived in California for her internship, she was asked by Disney representatives why she had not mentioned her hijab, according to the Council of American Islamic Relations. Set up. The woman was told she would have to take a position with less guest interaction, working in the stockroom until a customized uniform could be made. She was told that making the customized uniform would take about five months, approximately the length of her entire internship. The Islamic Rights Group intervened, and after a week, Disney agreed to accommodate the woman in her original position as a vacation planner. Susie Brown, a spokeswoman for Disneyland Resort, said the employee would be allowed to wear a fitted blue headscarf with a beret-style hat worn over it. Vacation planners are costumed employees whose outfits include an optional optional baseball-style cap. Unlike other employees, the worker in question will will not have the option to take her hat off while working, uh, while wearing her headscarf, Brown said. Vacation planners sell tickets in a box office. Well, okay, here's the thing. And here's where I fault Disney on this. Why, after all of the ruckus over this previous issue, this issue that's still ongoing, why haven't they developed why didn't why haven't they developed a headscarf as part of uniforms by now? I mean look, I'm sorry. It doesn't take five months to pick a collar and make a scarf. Project Runway, they do it in twenty four hours. They do it in an hour. <laughs> you know, this could be yeah, this could be like some rapid fire challenge on a reality show, you know? Um, designers. So <laughs> exactly. So this is what I don't I don't particularly understand. Um, I understand Disney's desire or need to have everything themed in terms of costumes, and I think that's their right as an employer. But if they know this is an issue now, they've known this is issue. This has been going on for a couple of months. I think by now they could have come up with something. Yeah, so to tell this to tell this woman it's going to take five months, I think is. But also, I, I got to wonder, you know, did this woman not know about this issue and was this a setup? But I, I, I have a question with the fact that Disney said, well, she didn't tell us she wore one when we interviewed her on the phone. What's your What's your responsibility as an as a potential employee? Do you have to say everything? I think I no. think it's I'm a I think Episcopalian, right? Yeah, I think it's more uh, on them to ask: yeah. Is there any religious uh, uh, any religious clothing you're required to wear while you're working? Can I don't ask think, that? I don't know. They might not be able to ask that. I don't think yeah, they can ask I don't think that. You can. probably not. Or or is it Disney's responsibility to say 
you will be in a costume role. You will be expected to wear our outfit. I think that's so. probably yeah. how they'd have do to do have it. Do you have an issue with that? Yeah. It just seemed weird the way it was worded. Like she didn't say it. I, I, guess I don't know. Yeah. Everyone is told that. As long as everyone right. is told. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just can't be people with a certain last name. or right. it's, Yeah, you can't profile people. Exactly. But I think in this case, at this point now, uh, for Disney to not have an alternative available is just, then there's something else going on. Because I'm sorry, it does not really. If we're talking about a headscarf, these are not intricate items. There may be specifications they have to be made to. But... It's not like I, I don't understand why it would take five months. It's not like yeah. the Pope's hat, you know. Yeah, yeah really. I, I don't get it. Well, and I think part of the issue too is, or part of the solution is that they found because of the position she was in, they could make it integrated with the costume. So that's why the the first one who still has the the court case going is that they haven't figured out a way of integrating that into the costume to her satisfaction. Because they did say she could wear a headscarf, but she'd have to keep her hat on. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Just Why can't you just provide a headscarf that matches the color scheme of the outfit? I mean, it can't be that hard. It can't be that hard. Or make everybody wear a headscarf. (laughs) Well, I think that's going a bit far. I mean, this is just a scarf that they somehow put on their head, right? It's not like anything detailed. It's not interesting. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really familiar with how it's designed, uh, but I, I can't imagine, you know, they can do the most elaborate outfits, the most elaborate things on a, you know, on very short notice. So I don't understand why it would take five months to design a headscarf. Are they bringing in, like, you know, Oscar de la Renta? I also, mean, also, Storytellers Cafe doesn't have, have a Western theme. It does. Yeah. So, so that seems like it would fit in. A headscarf on a woman seems like it would fit. Well, no, this is. It's. I think it's kind of like a. It's not like a. It's not Debbie a, it's, Reynolds it's scarf. Not like Lucy goes to Hollywood. Tying a big bow in the back and all glittery. No, no. Or Ethel clean in the house. Okay. So, interesting to see if they if they if they start doing something to. And interesting that it's our second time in you know a couple of weeks that yeah. this has come up. And our final news story is Disney launches user-generated marketing campaign. Disney Parks launched a... Oh, you're just, you're just lining them up for me, aren't you? You're just lining them up. Disney Parks, Parks launched a user-generated marketing campaign that will run on TV, the web, and in theme parks running through the end of 2011. In a push to use travelers' own home videos and snapshots, visitors to the parks... Read cheap. Visitors to the parks will now be able to share their experiences by posting them on a specifically dedicated website, DisneyParks.com backslash memories, and with the possibility that they will be used in a future TV spot or in print or online communication. Under the 2011 marketing theme of Let the Memories Begin, messages shared on the website will include photos, videos, and texts that are categorized by theme, emotion, and location. Participants can register on the new site and then a user is offered the ability to opt in for future Disney emails that include Let the Memories Begin updates and other information on the park. The functionality will also be part of a Disney Park pages on Facebook, YouTube, and MySpace. The online component of the campaign is on the heels of a series of TV commercials created for home video segments posted online in social media forums. 
Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Nearly three-quarters of parents who were surveyed cited memories as a vacation goal uh, and say that they think back often or very often on their favorite vacation, Disney vacation experiences. Uh, I'm sorry. This is very lengthy. I don't want to go through the whole thing. Well, I can take over whenever you're ready. The next piece of the campaign will be where photos taken daily in the parks become projections at night on the Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World Resort or It's a Small World at Disneyland Resort. Disney photographers will capture guests and will display about 500 photos per location per day. Leave the castle alone. Okay. (laughs) They don't like that. Let Let me just say this. I am not commenting at all on the marketing campaign itself. Great. You want to, you know, we, it's every year. It's another 18 month long, you know, brouhaha. You've been doing it now for 15 years. Um, it stopped being exciting. It stopped being interesting, whatever, but we accept it as part of what Disney does and that's fine. And I'm sure there are people who will really enjoy uploading their videos and getting, uh, getting their videos and pictures and Disney commercials. Let's forget about the fact that Disney's now basically not hiring talent for their commercials anymore. They're using your home videos and not paying you for them. But all that stuff, whatever. Uh, for those who aren't aware, Disney was priming the pump in the days leading up to the announcement of this Let the Memories Begin or whatever the hell they're calling it by saying... We are going to have a major announcement regarding Disney Parks last, uh, what was it, last uh, Tuesday? Tuesday. I remember that. Last Tuesday or Wednesday. And they were going to be doing it live online. At, you know, so, and, and they, they were priming the pump on this. Their words, major announcement. Okay, so of course... And this is just like they did with Club uh, D23. You know, build up that hype, get, the, get everybody talking about it. They haven't learned anything because speculation was running rampant. And, and I'm telling you, none of the speculation is outside the realm of possibility. They always go over the top. My thing, I thought it was going to be because they were doing it in New York City. Um, that it was going to be, uh, they were going to f- announce that they're going to do uh, a DCL cruise out of out of New York, which is something we've been hearing. Uh, rumors about a new DVC property uh, at Fort Wilderness, something we've been hearing. Uh, and more information on the Fantasyland expansion, something we've been hearing. Uh, what else? There was another. There was another big one that was out there. I can't remember. A new country in Epcot. Uh, yes, yeah, Spain coming to Epcot again. Things we've been hearing. And this stuff has been coming from fairly reliable sources. This is not just people making crap up. So we figured one or all or some of these things were what was going to be announced. What we end up with is a master of ceremonies, Tom Bergeron, who I am convinced was drunk. No, seriously. Yeah, there was something not right. There was something not right. There was something not right. And you could tell Tom uh, Tom uh, Staggs. Uh, who's Disney's? Uh, who's in charge of uh, Disney Parks and Resorts? You could tell he was not amused. No, the look wasn't. on his face. But I think he should be more upset with the people who, 
just orchestrated this whole thing because by the time he got done talking about World of Color, which happened four months ago. Hello, day old news. Yeah. Um, oh, Disney. Did you did, did everybody know that Disney has a new ship coming out in January? Again, old news. And then we hear about you can upload your videos and we'll use them in commercials. And even during the live chat that was going on Ustream, while this was being uh, while this was being broadcast, people were absolutely tearing into Disney. And I'm talking about, you know, usually you'll have at least like 50% Disney apologists and 50% me. This was like 98% people just ripping them apart for this. I actually, I actually liked it. How about you, Teresa? I liked it. I, I mean, I wasn't looking for any life-altering when, announcements. I'm sorry. When Disney says major, and this is not a major announcement. Right. But you know okay? what? The- this is not a major announcement. If you are going to set that expectation that we have a major announcement regarding Disney parks. Oh, the other one was a third gate at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Um, if if uh, if you are going to say major announcement regarding Disney parks, then yes, a major announcement regarding Disney parks is a new theme park, is something like the, uh, uh, one of the Disney ships but going out done of New this York. Before. Right, I'll agree, it wasn't a major announcement. But what if you're off living somewhere? You're not in the Disney bubble that we're in. You're not a major fan, but you are going to, planning on going to Disney, and you hear this announcement. It would maybe be major to I you. I actually agree with you. I think the promotion's kind of cool. I mean, and I think the thing on the castle is also very cool. No, no, no. no Leave the castle alone. They don't like well, when you change the you castle. Say that when they did the Pirates and Princess Party, they blew up the castle every night. <clears throat> that's different. That's part of a. Uh, that's part of the fireworks show, and it wasn't. This is only a. It's only a show every night. Leave the castle. Now alone. I think about what's behind it. You know, you're going to be there. You're going to see the castle with people's pictures or whatever on there. It might not be my family, well, but like it's I somebody's said, memories, and I'm going, oh my like God. I, said, I think it's pretty cool. I'm, 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 and as I said, I'm not commenting on the marketing strategy. Whatever. Okay? I thought, honestly, I thought give a day, get a day was a much better idea. Personally, because that really got people volunteering. And they gave something really tangible back in exchange for your time. Now they're taking your home videos and making free commercials out of them. So again, that's but you know if you're one of the people who gets in the commercial, that's really cool for you. But and that, that's whatever. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about whether or not this is a good idea. I'm talking about when is Disney going to learn? You can't they they you can't do if you're Disney the same way if you're Apple. You can't do a major announcement without thinking about how your biggest base, the biggest part of your base is going to react to it, especially the most vocal part of your base. Yeah, but do you think they're going to lose any customers because they gave out a crappy announcement? I don't think they're going to lose any customers because they gave out a crappy announcement. I think they're going to have trouble having their announcements taken seriously in the future. I think people, it's a little funny they did that survey to see what people thought, but they didn't like question, was this a big announcement? People are still going to get excited when they announce something new. This is going to be forgotten. This is just oh, going to be I forgotten. Think, but I think what's happened is, going back to, like you said, give a day, get a day, now the expectation for every promotion has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And what is Disney going to give me? And now it's, we're going to use your pictures. They, they, would have gotten, they would have gotten the same number of people watching that video 
if they said our new promotion we have we're we're rolling out our new promotion for 2011 to call it a major announcement regarding disney parks was that they they oversold it i'm sorry they oversold it and the vast majority of people at least that were on that chat that day the immediate and the people harsh. on the boards the the yeah the reaction the overall reaction was really negative right um and so yeah it does it was a letdown do you like the song I didn't even I didn't I didn't stay once I heard what once I realized that the big announcement was uh, you left the room our promotion I was done I had uh, we'd seen the commercial I think it's a, a cute commercial I think it's a cute promotion um, I find it kind of funny that they're going to project pictures on Small World and Disneyland yeah I because mean, they're not doing it on the castle there it's going to the of Small World is going to be used and I, I it's I, in a weird location it's in a bottleneck location it seems like it's I watch the commercials now. We usually fast forward through them because of TiVo, but now I watch the commercials seeing if there's somebody I know. What are the chances, though, of seeing your your photo up on that castle? I mean, you're just going to sit, stand there and wait they for it? 500 a day. But it's not going to be an ongoing day. thing. It's going to be like a little show, like the castle lighting ceremony. Well, I know. So you wait for it, and, you, and you're hoping your photo's to, to up me, there. To me, it doesn't doesn't matter if it's my pictures. It's just somebody's memories. Right. and you know, It's you. like, yeah, oh, my God. Gonna happen. That's not going to happen. The person who says you've ruined my vacation because I thought my kids' picture is going to be on the castle. My, why aren't my pictures oh, on the yeah, castle? You're going to get those too, but I still think it's. I mean, Disney is about memories. And like yeah. I said, I'm 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 not I'm not saying anything about the value of the promotion or how cool it is or how cool it isn't. Whatever, it's another promotion. We get them every year. They've been doing this now for since the 25th anniversary. That's when this really kicked into gear. These 18-month-long, one-year promotions. Well, actually, it goes back even further than that. During the 15th anniversary, they gave away a prize every 15 seconds. Well, I'm, or I'm every 15th person. I'm, that I'm went talking, a but they didn't start doing this on a yearly basis until the 25th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. That's when they started doing it every because that worked really well for them. And it's like every other good idea they have, they beat it into the ground. So, but every, every year has to have signage, a theme, a theme, yeah. Well, that's what they think, right? That's what that's that's, a, that's the lame part. Disney's the theme for me, you know. I mean, well, it's it's their special their special theme. Stop being special when it's done every year. I also think the fact that they've stopped celebrating the milestones in each individual park for worldwide celebration, and that started really bad with Disney's fiftieth anniversary. Because Disney's 50th anniversary, Disneyland's 50th anniversary, because the Magic Kingdom, I think it was their, what was it, their 35th anniversary, was just ignored. And those are milestones to people. Now, I just read something something where now D23 is saying they're going to pick that up. They had such good success with Disneyland's 55th that now uh, World's 40th, they're going to do something. Well, it's nice of them to... Think about doing something in Disney World because most everything they do is out in California. Have you worn a button in the park lately for anything? Uh, my niece had one. Did my niece had one yesterday for. Did anybody wish her happy birthday? A couple of people, but not many. Because Katie's birthday was last week, and we went to two parks, and in Magic Kingdom. I think two people, two cast members. Yeah, I noticed it yesterday too. Not because like in California when it was mine, well, everyone it, who passed me. But previously here. 
uh, if you had a, a button on, they would go nuts. I, I noticed that it's not, people it's not what it was. I'm, it's funny you mentioned that because I noticed that yesterday. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's like they beat that promotion into the ground. Every time we call, what is your party celebrating? Now it's like everybody wears a button, so cast members. Oh. I hate that well, question. Well, I think it's, I think it's the promotion's over. Well, the celebrate promotion is over, so they're not making a big deal out of that anymore. Like, it costs them extra money to wish people a happy birthday. I don't know. I know. But we couldn't believe how many, like, managers we walked by that a couple choked out happy birthday. But it's like, come on. I will tell you, we had a wonderful dinner last night at uh, La Hacienda in Mexico. It's nice over there, isn't it? It was nice. And what a great, uh, great alternative to the restaurant's beautiful. San Angelo. And I, Food's I nice. hope that they keep the quality of the food up. Well, I got to tell you, based on excellent. what we had last night, boy, that was delicious. Really nice Did meal. Did you stay for illuminations? No. 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 We didn't. We didn't. But So what, what could they have said at this announcement that would have made people happy? Any ma- anything that was major. Because there was nothing major announced. Nothing. This did not rise to major. This was this is our promotion for 2011. Again, when you do them every year, they're not major announcements anymore. We know you're going to be doing something. So, whatever. You know, it's like if it's a major announcement, a major announcement is a major announcement. And I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And it also, the way the whole thing was run, it looked like this was thrown together at the last minute. I mean, it it was very unorganized. It was extremely unorganized. Do you think they were going to say the only part of it? The only part of it that I thought was cool was Michael J. Fox. Oh, now see, I yeah. thought that was they didn't need to have that. Oh, I like that. I, like I, that I human touch. Anytime I see Michael, I, I think he's he was amazing. The, the view last week. I think he's, he's amazing. A, he's a hero. He really he is. is. I mean, he's amazing, and for him to come out and Great and man. and do that and. Any attention he can get, especially for his cause, for Parkinson's, um, I, I think is great. And it was I, I, I've always loved him, even you know when he was on. Uh, John just said he was on the View. He has a huge amount of dignity, and you just think to yourself, "Wow, I'm so impressed." And I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the only part of it I liked. Outside of that, it was like. And then the, the 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 cheesy infomercial banter between Tom Staggs and, and Tom Bergeron was like, oh come on! I, I, I kept expect, expecting to like sell me a snuggie or something. I Tom mean, Bergeron. Tom Bergeron keeps whispering, "Free me! Someone help me!" Did you know he's <laughs> no? He kept he's whispering, done. "I need rehab." And his weird done. laugh—it's like a, a nervous laugh. Every everything he said is just weird. The wrong person. Well, I think quite funny. I think he was drunk. Honestly, I really think he was on something. He was coming across to me like he was on something. I'm an expert, so you know. But <laughs> I haven't seen it in person yet. But from the videos of it, the technology behind projecting on the castle looks awesome. It may be really cool. It may be really cool. I'm like I said, I'm I'm reserving judgment on all that because it's just I'll I'll see what what they do. It could be really cool. Um, I, I, my, my feelings on this have absolutely nothing to do with the marketing campaign itself. It just was the setup yep. setup. Don't tell your fans you've got a major announcement and then talk about your promotion for next year. Your promotion would have gotten a lot more buzz because there are things that are coming and we know they're coming. And I think there was more they could have announced. There's more they should have announced. And if they had done that as part of this, 
it would have cast this very positive glow over the whole thing, and they wouldn't have get, be getting any of this negative re, negative uh, feedback. And I think it has cast an unnecessarily harsh light because we don't know this promotion could be really cool. And I think just the way they launched it, at least among their fan base, which you can't ignore, but Disney has a real habit of doing that, at least among their fan base, the way they went about doing it cast an unnecessarily negative light over the promotion. And in a year, in a time when Disney is struggling, they just don't need it. That was un- It's unnecessary bad press. It's unnecessary bad press from your, from your fan base. From the content side on the Diz, I mean, we were all, you know, Pen in hand, right. or waiting, waiting to take notes, uh, get stuff up on the site. Well, we, we believe them. It's like, whoa, okay. Well, we believe them. We believe that they were day off. They were going to actually make a major announcement that we had something major to put up. Kathy, are they putting the lights on the castle yet? Is yeah, that, the crane's yeah, there. To the do crane's it. there. I'm going to wonder how that's going to work with the lights on the castle. This starts after. Yeah, this will start. Well, but it's supposed to start January 1st. They can't, have the, they can't have the bulbs off January 1st, can they? No. I don't know. Well, they could have them turned off. I'm wondering about the projection technology <coughs> on the oh, castle. Did no, you we'll see, see the video of the actual little show they're going to do? They've done tests of it, and there's video available online. No. It, what they do is there's a projection that makes the castle look like... They project onto it, and it looks kind of like a cartoon rendering of the castle. And then they project the photos on top of that. Could be really cool. Like I said, on all that, I'll reserve judgment until I actually see it with my own eyes. The commercials aren't doing anything for me. Uh, God bless them. They're buying ad space on the Diz like crazy people uh, through Google Ads. They are. They're buying up all our ad inventory. God bless them for that alone. I love it. But... Uh, in terms of the rest of it, I, I'll, I'll reserve judgment. And look, send it a photo video of Pete Katniss money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> memories. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the good memory I'm getting from it. Um, so that's it for the news. All right. Gosh, was that still news? Yes. <laughs> it went on for a while. That went on for a long time. It's gonna, be a, it's gonna be a little a long show, but that's all right because two weeks I had to, to get pick out the really good stories. Yeah, you got the cream of the no crop there. No one died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that segue guy! You see What's where that? he segued off the hill? And Meg Crofton's niece died. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Segway dude. Segwayed off the cliff. What's that about? Poor also, thing. Meg Crofton's niece was killed. That was terrible this weekend. Oh, we were like a block away. We saw all the uh, police cars and ambulances, oh and we I kept saying there's a major wreck. And when we got home, that's all they were talking about. And then it was like a couple of days later, they said it was Meg Crofton's niece. That that's terrible. Yeah, and she was actually leaving a funeral. No is what, what we think oh, about it, gosh. our thoughts go out to her family. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Of course. And wear your seatbelt. Yes. She, wasn't wearing she was not wearing. And she was only eighteen, so wear your seatbelt. Like Kathy said, was an absolute crime. However. They told us at the scene of my mom's accident 20-some-odd years ago. Had my mom been wearing a seatbelt, she would have been killed instantly. Well, she was thrown there clear. are exceptions, but she didn't have that chance. In general, yeah. Yeah. You should wear it. All right. Well, that'll do it for the news. We'll move on to Rapid Fire. Who wants to go first? Teresa. I'll go first. I want to talk about some new DVDs. Um, movies coming out DVD and Blu-ray. Beauty and the Beast is coming out on October 5th which is one of Max's favorites when he was a little guy. 
Uh, also on October fifth, Phineas. Oh, and this Ferb. is just this is just you know embarrassed <laughs> Max show. Well, okay. He used to put on his little yellow ball gown and waltz around. <laughs> Thinking the about my memories. Okay. Also on October fifth, Phineas and Ferb, a very Perry Christmas is coming out. We're looking forward to that one. Toy Story three, of course, November second. A Christmas Carol, November sixteenth, and Sorcerer's Apprentice on November thirtieth. Have, so I, any of, have you seen the um, the trailer for Tangled? That looks good. It looks funny. And we were in um, Target the other day. Stella and I were in there doing some little shopping. She had some money to blow, and she came across the Tangled toys are already out. The long wig, which is going to be tripping, and the cats wow. will be following her all over the room if she were to get it. All kinds of the, some of the toys are cool, but that looks exciting too. So anyway, new stuff for Christmas. If you can hold out that long, cool. Thank you, Teresa mm-hmm. Walter. For the first time, Florida residents can receive an unlimited pass to SeaWorld to the end of the year if they buy a ticket to Discovery Cove. Um, now through December 25th, Florida residents can book a reservation at Discovery Cove and receive an unlimited park admission to SeaWorld through December 31st. We you actually can, talked about this once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is oh, that show. Yeah. I missed one show because I was at the doctor, so my bad. Oh, that was. Okay. God, I bet you go back and listen to it, but okay. Thank you, Walter. Kathy. Uh, starting October 1st, Camp Kadani Jumbo House in Kadani Village is going to be discontinued. They said they're going to start some new educational programs. Um, and we also have a thread up on the, the Diz about with pictures of the dream in the uh, shipyard. It's starting to really... Those are awesome pictures. Those are they? awesome pictures. I haven't seen them. It looks... Like the real ship now. The poster who um, who posted all the photos had to upgrade her Flickr account to Pro because within like so many several hours she exceeded her limit. <laughs> wow! And photo last, bucket. Um, they're starting to put doors on the trams. They're at Animal oh, Kingdom, I saw that. I saw that. and they're coming to Magic Kingdom in December. I don't know when the other two parks are getting theirs, but they had some issues with putting the parts on the tram. <laughs> so I'm sure that you're going to see trams go down. Quite often. You think it's going to slow them down? I'm sorry. If you fall out of the tram, it's just thin in the herd. <laughs> okay. Has there been a tram incident in 20 years? I can't remember one. There was one, what, a year or two ago that a guy jumped off at Magic Kingdom and he was trying to get his... No, there was one not that long ago that a woman uh, jumped okay. off. She dropped something and jumped off the tram while it was moving. Got it. Sure? God, just so, yeah, say no. I'll get it for you. Come on. So. All right. Thank you. Julie. Mine comes from Dave Parfit. New Disney princess-inspired bridal gowns. This is actually going to be done by Disney Consumer Products. They'll be inspired by some of the Disney princesses like Ariel, Aurora, which is Sleeping Beauty, for those of you that don't know, Belle, Cinderella, Jasmine, Snow White, and Tiana. Um, He wrote a short blog about it. There's also a video um, and a website. HTTP. It's bit.ly forward slash. Oh, no, that's a that's a. Abbreviated. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm like, I don't understand what this means. We'll have a link to it in the show notes, yeah. <laughs> but Alfred Angelo, um, he makes some pretty awesome bridal gowns. I looked at some of his when really? he was getting married, yeah. So they partnered with a pretty decent designer. Cool. Thank you very much for that. Corey, what do you have? Just want to let everybody know about the um, our new YouTube channel for the Diz. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash WDW info. Um, this is where we're going to be staging all of our timeless videos that we use to embed on the site. We still have the Diz Unplugged channel, but that's going to be mainly focused on um, podcast and blog-related videos. 
So come and subscribe to it. We already have several videos up there. All that Pete did. <laughs> it's Pete's YouTube channel. Pretty much. Cool. Thank you, Corey. I'm just going to remind people that we have ABD trips leaving next year. Uh, our July 31st trip has sold out. Our February uh, 20th trip is close to selling out. Our April 17th trip... Still has room. Still has room. It's guaranteed to go, but it still has room. And I have several people who are buzzing about the August 7th trip. We do not have enough people as of this point to guarantee the trip. We need a handful more. Just a couple more to guarantee departure on this trip. And we are good to go. Uh... One of the questions that keeps getting asked is, is Marty Sklar going to be part of the August 7th trip? And we can't guarantee that yet. We haven't actually approached Marty about this because we don't want to set him up for a trip that we're not sure we're going to get. Right. Yeah, we can't approach. We can't even approach him until we're sure that we have. Right. Yeah. We have no reason to doubt that Mr. Sklar would not be as generous with his time as. But it also depends. It also depends on his schedule. So, so. But I want people to know that because that seems to be one of the questions, and that's why we can't tell you whether or not he's going. As soon as we know we have enough people to go, we will definitely approach him and see what we can do. Right. So, if you have any questions about it, or if you'd like to sign up, you can write to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. dot com. I'd also like to take one more second. Sure. There is another one of those threads about people having the right to use ECVs and strollers and wheelchairs in the theme parks and about how you poor people have to wait while an ECV is loaded onto a bus. And all I have to say is all you have to do is promise me you'll rent an ECV and try it. Try riding an ECV or a wheelchair through the park on any given day and tell me how much easier you thought your life was. If you're complaining because your family has to wait while an ECV is loaded, you're a fool. You're just a plain old idiot. That's my feeling on it. I apologize for being so blunt, but if you're so annoyed that someone in a wheelchair or an ECV has to be loaded and their party gets to load the bus ahead of you, you have more important things to worry about, I would hope. Just pray that you never have to be that person. See, and I know this is going to sound awful, but for me, the people who say that, I, I I hate saying it out loud, but this is how I feel. I hope something happens in their family that they have to deal with that at some point in the future because I think that would be good karma. They need the compassion. Yep. They really do. I think that they would be good karma for compassion. them. Um, I, I, if, if you are so heartless that you would begrudge someone in an ECV or a wheelchair – any accommodation whatsoever, I don't care what it is, then you deserve to be in a position at some point in your life where you where that has to come hit home for you. And that's how I feel. Um, preferably, I hope it's the person who's actually complaining and not one of their family members. But I hope at some point in your life, you have to deal because a lot of times what you'll see people say is, I hope you never have to deal with it. I feel just the opposite. Oh, I hope you do have to deal with it, you insensitive ass. I hope you have to deal with it because then then you will never sell that noise again. There's, the whole thing is that ECVs are loaded on the buses ahead of the general population, <laughs> and the people that are traveling with the person in the ECV are allowed to get on the bus with them so that their party isn't split up. And this is uh, uh, annoying 
annoying is the word, to some of the people who are waiting in line for the bus. They don't feel that they should allow the rest of the party. And I think to myself, would you want your party split up? Do no, of course no not. Compassion? These are people who are only about themselves. Right. So. I'm done. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. I'm done, too. Okay. Did, <laughs> wait a minute. Did he have one? Did you yeah, have mine? Mine is the best. No, I didn't have one. What? Okay. Mine were the new stories. I was going to actually redeem myself since I had one that okay, was. I yield the floor to Walter. Okay, let me, let me do one <laughs> for John. Mr. This, Mage, I abstain. There's going to be a jump rope act at Lanuba. <clears throat> it's Old gonna, news, Walter. It's going to replace the German wheels that Old was. Old news, Walter. Walter. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I picked yeah. another one. Old news, Walter. <laughs> I won't speak the rest of the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll have news that we're too far. Do the, the spectacular thing again. Yeah, they, really people quick. People love that. <laughs> All right. That will do it for Rapid Fire for this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Walter, Teresa, and I had a chance a few weeks back to check out the uh, Waldorf Astoria and the Hilton over at Bonnet Creek. Now, for those who are not familiar with Bonnet Creek, it is a... Uh, an area of land which, I mean, technically is on Walt Disney World property. It's just Walt Disney World doesn't own it. Uh, it is uh, right up the street from Caribbean Beach. Uh, it's near Pop Century. We, I know we could see Pop Century from close our to rooms. Old Key West. It's close to Old Key West. It's in that area. So really, you know, from a from a from a, stamp, a guest standpoint, you might as well be on property because it's right across from Port Orleans and yeah, Riverside. It's all that whole area, and. Uh, you know, they had announced when they had announced that they were uh, building a Waldorf there. I you weren't thrilled. I was not thrilled. I, I was like, you know, to me, the Waldorf will always be the New York Waldorf. And if you've ever been in the New York Waldorf, I mean, it's really, I mean, it just screams old money the minute you walk into it. It's very kind of dark and you know, elegant. And I had trouble in my mind. Picturing a Waldorf uh, in Orlando, it just didn't seem like a, a good fit. And you know, when they they also announced at the same time they were building this Hilton, I'm like, oh, oh because Orlando doesn't have enough Hiltons. Um, and uh, so I never really, I never got excited about it. I didn't really care about it when it opened. Uh, and then we had an opportunity earlier in the year to go over and look at them. And I was really, really impressed. I, I'm, so I'm like, okay, I really want to at some point stay here and, and review it. So we did that a few weeks ago. And, you know, the, I want to start off talking about the Waldorf because uh, this, uh, this is the only Waldorf Astoria located outside of New York. There are other hotels that have the Waldorf name. They're part of the Waldorf collection. But this is actually the only one that bears the Waldorf Astoria name. This is considered part of the legacy of the New York one. So my expectations for this were extraordinarily high. And in some ways they didn't disappoint. In some ways they did. Uh, this resort has been open up. It's been open a year. It's a year in October that it's been open. And in, in, like I said, in some ways, they, they, they've really got it right. In particular, the, the, the decor. They, they have brought in a lot of those Waldorf elements that, uh, if you've ever been to the one in New York, 
You would recognize them immediately, in particular in the lobby, uh, just like the one in New York, the grand, huge Cartier clock that is kind of an icon of, of the Waldorf also is uh, is in this one. It's gorgeous. It's just, the, the lobby's beautiful. The really, really beautifully done lobby. But they brought in some of these elements to to remind you of the Waldorf brand, but they really made it its own resort, and they made it appropriate for Florida with, you know, very bright, very open. It's not that stuffy New York feel, because that's all I think about when I think of the Waldorf in New York is that stuffy, you know. A grand old lady. Yeah, lady. exactly. That's what New York is. And and this is this would be a, a fashionable young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I'd be very anxious to stay there and check it out. Now, when we checked in, we had originally checked into the Hilton first. I'm going to talk about the Hilton in a little bit. And uh, the Hilton and the Waldorf are both owned by the same company. Uh, Hilton actually owns the Waldorf name. That's a, a Waldorf is actually a Hilton property. And so they're sister hotels. And they will, they will shuttle you back and forth between the two in a golf cart whenever you ask, if you just ask the... The bellman at the front of either one can I get someone to take me over to the Hilton or vice versa because guests at the Hilton can use the facilities at the Waldorf and guests at the Waldorf can use the facilities at the Hilton, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I think most people would be going, honestly, in terms of the pool, over to the Hilton, Hilton. because that, was that pool's amazing. But <clears throat> we checked in at the Hilton and then uh, came over to the Waldorf and in a golf cart and we had our, our bags and everything. Uh, for Walter and I, in our in our cart, and as soon as the cart pulls up, this bellman, I, I write it up in my review as a well intentioned, like a well intentioned locust, just like descended on our cart, and before we could even like begin to get out of the cart, uh, the bags were out. Bags were out. You know, asked me asked me my name. You know, greeted us, asked me my name, said Pete Werner. Taking our bags in, and as we're walking in, he says to this guy in a suit standing at the door, Werner Party checking in, and the guy talks into his lapel like a Secret Service agent. Oh, I thought it was his wrist. No, it was it was his, it was lapel? his lapel. Yeah. Uh, Werner, hey, Party, Werner. Werner Party checking in. We go into the lobby. There's a greeter in the lobby who is apparently listening, you know, who he was talking to, greeted us by name, walked us over to the 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 reception desk <clears throat> and everything was there they were ready and here are your keys and you know what credit card would you like to leave on the room and it was it was a very unique experience i've never had that experience checking into a hotel before that's no, what not how like disney that. world used to be when disney the disney hotels first opened before you got to the contemporary hotel there was someone who stopped your car out on the road and they asked how many people were in your party and your name and your first names. And when you pulled up in front of the Contemporary Hotel, someone said to you, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Close. Mm-hmm. And when you got into the hotel, you went to the uh, the check-in desk and they said, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Close. It was, it was an experience I've never had before. And it was really cool. What I liked, they were all so quiet and calming. There was no... Loud greetings. Okay, was, I was going to say something. I said you talk about them taking the bags out of your car. I hate that. 
Because don't you ever pull up to a place and all of a sudden they swarm you and they're opening the doors and stuff's flying out of your car? And you think like, oh my God, let me just think for one second. Yeah. This was but a golf were, cart, though. No. Or you make it sound like where the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> oh, come on. You, they're like, get the rocker off the top, Dad. <laughs> off the top of the car. No, but if, it was, if this were a calming, if they were, came out and it was all sort of done in a professional It was way, very calm. Yeah. It's different than if they come in. It wasn't chaotic. No. You would never, if you weren't looking, you would never have seen that guy pass your name off on his lapel, you know? I mean, you could have easily have missed that. Well, yeah, except when I do these, I'm watching well, no, everything. But I'm just saying the average the family, average you know, you're talking to your people, you're excited about being there, and you get in there and you realize, oh, my God, they all know my name. It, it, it definitely was a, a very, very unique experience, and it was very cool. It was a really nice way to be welcomed. Well, I can understand what John's saying. Sometimes you sort of feel like um, you're being... Your space is being violated when they just come and start doing stuff. But you didn't feel that way. No, it was not very at all. calm. They took it. They took charge. I mean, it was just hello. But it wasn't. You didn't feel rushed or hurried or forced to do it. It, was it all really calm. worked very smoothly. Now I had uh, uh, when when we had taken a tour of the hotel earlier. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the rooms are really beautiful. I mean, really well appointed rooms, as you would expect from a, a Waldorf. But what really impressed me were these suites, these executive suites. And they have two types of executive suites. They have a queen suite and a king suite. The queen suite have two queen beds. The king has one king bed. Um, what I didn't realize is that only the king, because that's what we had seen when we did our tour, right. um, only the king suites have balconies. And I had ordered a queen suite, got in, and realized that it didn't have a balcony. And... Uh, called up and said, you know, is there any way, you know, we can get one with a balcony? Well, that would only be a king suite, which was fine because it was just Walter and I. And uh, I said, okay, you know, I'll come down and get new keys. Oh, no, just stay right where you are. We'll, we'll send somebody up. And they did. They sent a bellman up with new keys, uh, moved our bags. Right, little now, doorbell. Uh, yeah, every room has a doorbell. Um, he was a little irritating because he kept saying... Um, he was very of, nice. No, no, was no, irritating? But he just kept saying, do you need... Are you sure you need you don't need twin beds? Are you sure you don't need a pull out? And well, the, I think it was because Max and I were standing there too, and he was thinking we were all moving to that suite. I didn't find any. I don't find anything irritating about somebody trying to make sure they're meeting your needs. Um, I think that's the level of service I would expect at a Waldorf, and I think he was he was attempting to deliver that. I didn't find yeah. it irritating. And I'm I'm sorry, Walter, but I got to say this. I apologize. He didn't think it was odd that Walter was carrying a cardboard box. Remember, he had his little cardboard box. We're the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> now, wait a second. Wait a second. Was this your luggage? <laughs> no. I had my luggage, but then I also, because I had to go home and take care of Gracie, because um, Corinne's missing in action, I wanted Pete to have something in his room to make him feel special. So I went out and bought a flower arrangement. He bought, so I was carrying yeah. a flower arrangement and a vase and a in a, box. in a box. So it I could assemble it once I got to the room. Although it did look a little hickish as I was carrying the, the box around. But okay, It was sweet, though, and they were beautiful. They were, and it was. So, um, so yeah, at this point, you know, service-wise, this hotel could teach Disney a thing or two. They really, I'm telling you, every single employee you ran into in this hotel was not only incredibly friendly, but bending over backwards to do whatever was they, they could possibly think of to make you happy. There is absolutely nothing to be desired on a service level at this hotel. It's very opulent, but it's not snobbish. 
you don't feel like you're out of place. They really are trying to be helpful and make your stay as, as nice as possible. That's exactly. I was going to ask is, do you think a, a, just a regular family with kids would feel comfortable there? Absolutely. We saw them there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, the difference in the, ty- there's a, the it's a different type of service at the Waldorf um, than it is at Disney. Disney, the service is more um, personal, more intimate. At the Waldorf, the service is more deferential. That's what I want. Um, I'm serious. Well, I, I got to be honest. I like that I, sort of I, I, your eyes. I'm approaching. Yes. Kind of thing. Pretty much. <laughs> You'd like that, John. <laughs> Actually, for me, for me, I really prefer the more personal. Do you? Um, I don't want to have because, to explain how I'm doing. Get me what I need and get out of my life. <laughs> nice. I, 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 the service was magnificent. It was magnificent. Um, I, they lose no points for it being deferential versus personal. Um, it was it was absolutely magnificent. Now the suite that we had, um, they have a lot of these suites. They have over a hundred of these suites in inventory, which I thought was odd. Um, and because they have so many of them, and they don't book them as frequently as I guess they would like to, the price which you can get one of these about eight hundred square feet for one of these suites. It's actually it's a full sitting area. A dining area that seats for wet bar, the biggest in-room refrigerator you've ever seen in your life, uh, a massive bathroom, a really beautiful bathroom, and then and then the bedroom. The, a pull, the sofa is that a pull-out? It's a queen pull-out yeah. sofa in in this room as well. And so, if you're in a queen room, you can actually sleep six. So, whether you have two queen beds or the king bed, the sofa pulls out. Correct. Correct. And so, I mean, really beautiful. I mean, nice big. Uh, I think it was a 42-inch flat screen, uh, two of them actually, one in the bedroom, one in the living room, surround sound system, Blu-ray player. Um, robe and slippers. Robe and slippers. Uh, the, uh, the best, if you like, espresso. Um, oh, the, yeah, the, the, the room has an the, espresso the machine. Coffee, the coffee maker that comes in the room is actually by a company called Nespresso. It's espresso with an N on the front. It's apparently very big in Europe. And it makes the most delicious uh, espresso. I mean, really, it was fantastic. But, of course, you know, Walter... It, it wasn't Cafe Valet. It wasn't Cafe Valet. <laughs> so... I called downstairs. No, oh. I had to call downstairs <laughs> because, here. God forbid, you interact with anybody. Um, I called down and asked, do you have a regular coffee maker? And they did. Boom. And they brought everything up. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. You know, any, pretty much anything you want. I mean, they were, they were great about that. And this room was fabulous, fabulous, so comfortable. It was like an apartment. It was. And it was comfortable like an apartment. It didn't feel like you were in a hotel. The bed, these beds are made specifically for Waldorf. You can't buy these anywhere. These are specifically made for the Waldorf. Singularly, the most comfortable bed I have ever slept on in a hotel in my life. Well, in, in any bed. I mean, this was the Better most. Than the heavenly beds. That- oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You had a Hands different down. bed than I had. Because I yes. had the Serenity. You had the Serenity, but which yeah, those, those awesome. are those are Sealy beds. Okay. Those are Sealy beds, uh, made for Hilton. But you can buy those. Okay. You can't buy the, the the Waldorf ones. These are made specifically for the Waldorf. And I got to tell you, there has never been a bed I've slept in that gave me a night's sleep like this. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. So I was really happy. I was very very comfortable in this room. However, there were some issues. Namely, dust. And this really disappointed me. Um, 
Well, for one thing, they don't want you to see a cart being pushed around to clean the rooms. So the, the maid or the, the, the room attendant comes with like a carry-on luggage thing, like yeah. a, a suitcase that she's pulling behind There's her. There's no housekeeping carts. You will never see a housekeeping cart in the hallway at the Walmart. So she brings like this suitcase in with her, and that's what she uses to clean. Well, I don't think that – I'm not sure that is the reason that the dust was there. I think it was just they were, she wasn't doing a good job um, because, I mean, you don't, you don't need big equipment to dust. And the headboard of the bed had uh, solidly about two inches of dust. Okay, I mean, here's a weird question for you, and I think you, you'll know what I mean. Was it everyday regular dust, or was it new construction dust? No, it was everyday regular okay. dust. Yeah, because sometimes you find that in a hotel, even well, a year later, as the place. Settles. It, honestly, the headboard of the bed looked to me, after I ran my finger across it, like it had never been dusted since the hotel opened. Wow. Um, and I'm not exaggerating. Is that I the really, second room? Yeah, yeah. Was the first room the same way? I, 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 we weren't in it long enough I, for me to inspect it. Because um, two inches is a lot. That's a lot. Um, that's the, like that thick. It was a lot of dust. Well, no, no, it wasn't that it wasn't, thick. No, it wasn't no, two maybe inches. Maybe not two inches. It was a lot of dust. It like was, your finger was covered when you... My, my finger was completely covered you when I ran it. Was it. Is, you think it was because they don't sell these rooms that quickly? They don't have that much turning around time? I, I, going dust well, you, whatever, you know, whatever the reason is, it's unacceptable. It's a Waldorf. Okay. Now, keep in mind that the history of the Waldorf is uh, this is the hotel that defined modern hotels. Hotels before the Waldorf opened in New York in the late 1800s were not like what we have now. The Waldorf was the first one to be like this. The kind of hotels we know now started with the Waldorf in New York in the late 1800s. And... So if your legacy is you are, you, you are the, the grandfather of modern hotels, you've got to clean your rooms. Yeah. And if it was just the bed, it would have been one thing, but it wasn't. Um, any place that was, I, I guess, higher than she could just reach easily wasn't dusted. Because uh, in the – you'll see anybody who watches the video that I'm putting up with this. Uh, in the living room – there were there was artwork that was like uh, I think it was like four or six panels, um, and the lower tier panels right over the uh, the, the the couch yep. were were clean had no dust. You stood up on the couch and put your fingers above the top tier panels. There was dust there. Oh, she um, cleans like we did our house. I was and, just going to say I pray Pete doesn't come to our house. <laughs> well, look, no, it, you know, look, you could do that in this house too, but. It's different. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm paying a couple hundred bucks a night to stay in your house. Paying three hundred and sixty dollars a night for that suite, right. which is a great price for that suite. But still, in all, you're a Waldorf. I don't care if you're a Waldorf or a Hilton. There shouldn't be dust in the room. Um, the uh, I was talking about the the coffee maker. Well, there where they have the coffee maker, there's also a glass shelf that goes over top, which is at eye level. For anybody, it's at eye level. And you could see, looking at it, it had a, a layer of dust on it. So cleaning what left something to be desired. And, and that, definitely, that definitely cost them big points. It definitely cost them big points in my review because it was a lot of dust. We were there for three nights, four days, three nights, um, and it didn't change. It was one thing if it's there... And, you know, you'll hear this when I do my Grand Floridian review. The first day, we got into our room at the Grand Floridian, there was dust. The second day, there wasn't. So, 
in my opinion, they 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 took care of it. My theory was that if the room wasn't turned over, nobody went in when it was empty and dusted it. But if you are staying there and someone's going to service that room, right. then you do everything. Which service. is why, right. And that's why I figured, you know, maybe it would have been taken care right. of at some point during our stay, and it wasn't. Um, beyond that, the room was excellent. The room was absolutely excellent. Another place where they fell asleep on the job, almost literally. Oddly. Was room service. Which was really bad. For as good as the night's sleep was that I had on that bed, the room service was the worst I've ever seen. The food was awful. The only thing I got that I liked was chicken fingers. If, if you were going to order room service, get chicken fingers because that was the only thing I had that was Because we decided to have dinner in the room one night. And the dinner that we had, um, I had steak. I had steak And also. you had steak as well. Um, the steak was inedible. The bread that they brought up was stale. I mean, to the point where you could like knock it into the. You could hurt somebody. You with could it hurt really. somebody with it. It had either it was either stale or it had been microwaved. No, it was stale because one time we complained about something and they were, had to bring you something for. Well, your your uh, um, uh, your your baked potato was completely undercooked. Um, it was pretty much it cold was inside, solid in the middle. Um, so. And then there was something else wrong with mine. I forgot. And we called. It took 40 minutes for them to bring fresh bread and a baked potato. So food services at the Waldorf was diff- totally different people than at the Hilton. Though. Yes, it is. It is it, it, and not only is it uh, they have different food and beverage managers at, at each of those resorts. My because experiences were- the food at the Hilton was a completely different story. But we'll get to yeah, the Hilton now, in a second. A quick question about the Waldorf. I know there's the Bull and Bear. Mm-hmm. Right. I know there's an Italian restaurant. Is there any the, the Italian other- restaurants at the Hilton. There's, oh, the, there's the Bull and Bear. And then there's Oscars, which is their, you know, their kind of everyday breakfast, lunch. So there is a a, a, a full kitchen oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. restaurant in the hotel. Oh, yeah. That's just weird that, yeah. that room service was that. And uh, it was really disappointing. It was really, really disappointing. Anything I ordered from room service, because we ordered a couple of times, and food was either not prepared correctly, was undercooked. Or just bad um, quality. The or just bad quality. And it was really disappointing. It was really, really disappointing. So they, they definitely lost points on that. Um, we did have breakfast at Oscars, which is, like I said, is their kind of standard restaurant. Bull and Bear is their really expensive steakhouse. And then they have uh, they have Oscars. And uh, breakfast at Oscars was okay. Um, it was good. Bu- I thought that the quality was a little bit better than what they had at the Hilton. No, what they had at the Hilton was incredibly fabulous, and they had everything you could possibly think to eat for breakfast. But what they had at Oscars was very good. Yeah, it's raining hard. Was that thunder? It no, is. it's rain, I think. You can see it coming. Um, so we definitely had, uh, you know, it, in Oscars itself, it was, yeah, I had I had Eggs Benedict for breakfast, you had the buffet, and it was good. It was good. Um, there's also a, a pool bar that serves food, and that was really good. That the stuff we excellent. got at the pool was that excellent. That was really good. And again, you know, the staff, no matter where we were in this hotel, the staff was absolutely wonderful. I mean, just absolutely wonderful. The service was incredible. Absolutely loved it and would stay there again in a heartbeat. And if you're looking for space, if you're looking for a suite and don't want to pay what Disney charges you, this is absolutely worth it. It's a bargain. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. You got because you can get these. You can get these suites pretty regularly, depending on time of year and and and, and how much they have in inventory. But you can get these for under four hundred a night. Tell them about your view. Oh, oh, oh my God. God! I almost forgot about that. The view from the room, all of the king suites, 
have a view where you can basically see all four theme parks. Um, I was able to see, I was able to see, first of all, illuminations, the view of illuminations from this balcony was incredible. I mean, I, I don't know if there's another place on Disney property where you can watch illuminations this well. Um, and we also could see wishes. We could also see wishes from where we were. We could see the contemporary from where we were. Now, granted, it's a distance. It's not like, you know. Well, it makes sense. It's, it's positioned in a place that faces the entire property. Right. But you could also see over to. Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Wow. Yep. We're behind, which I could see really good. It's behind the pop. Is that it? Which one? Could you see the signs for? Could see the, we could see the pop from the room as well. Okay. But, Animal Kingdom was behind the pop because from my window, I could see Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. And if I press my face up to the glass and look to the right, I could see Epcot. Well, the, you get a, sorry, I bet you get a really interesting perspective of property that way. You do. You do. It's, it's, it was a great view. It was a great view. One well, of the other things you see, besides all of Disney, there's a golf course, and it's backed up next to a, a wildlife preserve. Mm-hmm. So you're either seeing natural Florida or beautiful, beautiful grounds. Yeah, so and it incredibly was, nice property. It would be a great place for 4th of July. Yes, it would. Oh, yes. Or New Year's Eve. Um, so in, in that regard... Uh, like I said, this was a great hotel. Uh, housekeeping and room service need some work. Um, and because of the name, I, they definitely lost more points on the housekeeping than I would have probably given another hotel. How much was the room service expensive? Extremely. Was Extremely, it? yeah. Yeah, it was pricey. It was pricey. Um, I'm not going to say it was more pricey than Disney. Well, yeah, I think it was more pricey than Disney. Um, so overall, um, I give uh, I gave the uh, the Waldorf an 84 out of 100, they lost 16 points on, for me on uh, uh, the cleanliness of the room and the, and the room service. And like I said, it was harsher than it would have been uh, normally simply because it was a Waldorf and I felt that they had to be held to a standard even higher than I would hold Disney to. Expectations. And uh, in, in some areas, in many areas, uh, they met that. The only complaint I would have about service is at checkout. Oh, I meant to bring um, that up, yeah. Check out, I was expecting, like with most hotels, the bill put under the door. Um, and that didn't happen. I'm like, okay, that's odd. So we got our stuff together, and we went down to the front desk, and I said, I'd like to check out. And the guy was doing it, and I said, I'm, I'm surprised. I was expecting something to be left under the door. And he just kind of looked at me, and he goes, we don't do that here. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, well, excuse me. Um, Why is that the same person who dusts? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I, that was the only time any attitude was thrown. That was the only time any attitude was thrown. So for me, you know, I, I took that as being, you know, okay, snooty concierge queen. You know, you're working behind the desk, honey. Don't throw me any attitude, honestly. But, uh, and that, I just thought it was inconvenient that you know in this day and age you got to go down to the front desk to check out just wasn't even on the tv it might have been i there was no instruction there so i just i know it's like shocking yeah. John, oh my yeah. gosh you know I, there may have been there may have been an option for that but nothing like that was mentioned or nothing obvious like nothing at all well over at the hilt that came under the door so they do do that there they do do that there. so yeah now the hilton i am not a fan of hilton's Generally speaking, I'm not, because I think Hilton has gone downhill in recent years. I think, whereas at one time, Hilton was a name, 
now it's kind of like a, a testament to middle of the road hotels. And uh, but this Hilton is different. Oh, oh, my, oh god. my god! This Hilton is a gem among Hiltons, and for the price point, not unusual to get a room at this Hilton for between ninety nine and one twenty nine a night, depending on the season. We actually spent more time at the Hilton than the Waldorf. We did, we did, and I, think I would too. It was a fabulous comparing hotel. the two. If if we were just doing a weekend getaway without the kids, I would stay at the Waldorf, but. With the kids, I would stay at the Hilton. And the Hilton, when you walk into it, beautiful, big, open lobby. Relaxing. Check-in there was brilliant. I mean, walked up to the... I mean, nobody was talking into their lapel, but... um, But still. Still friendly. Again, at the Hilton, same at the Waldorf. Their staff was just... I saw things at that Hilton that I've never seen in my life. Actually, because when we were checking in, there was a, a little girl who was, you know, having a problem, a meltdown, and she's she's screaming, she's crying, she's crying. And I'm talking about, you know, the, the I'd be wailing, crying like she we was being just beaten. like, oh dear Peacock God, make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> and so this um, guest service person shows up, and he has the toys in his hand. Was a it blow she? Up ball, oh, she blow up balls, some little toys, and she's handing out the toys. Well, the little kid sees it and immediately stops. And everyone's happy. It was and just it amazing. Wasn't, it wasn't like it, it was like th- this is what we do. I've just never seen. Maybe it's it's maybe it's done all the time. I just haven't seen it. But to see somebody, see a manager come out with toys in hand and hand them out to this little girl and her brother. The little girl was the one who was melting down, and just immediately it stopped. And I'm like, okay, that's brilliant. That's incredibly good service. Uh, it's proactive. It's considerate of the mother. It's considerate of the kids. It's considerate of the other guests who don't really want to keep listening to this child screaming in a cavernous lobby. And it's easier than a taser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But I thought that was that was really cool. But the check-in process, painless. We were in and out in no time at all. It was. And, and <clears throat> what I like talking about the two hotels off the bat, there's a convention center between the two, and you can walk from one to the other yes. and never leave, never go outside. You don't have to leave the air conditioning. That's true, which was a plus for me. And the transition from when you leave the Waldorf and you walk towards the Hilton, you know, at first it's like Waldorf, and then it goes into the convention center area, which was elegant in really its own nice. right. Absolutely beautiful. And then all of a sudden you realize you're at the Hilton, and it's still elegant and relaxing, but it's a totally different vibe. It's, totally different. Yeah. But it's a much wonderful. more modern, a much more modern right. type vibe. Lots of cool artwork and and just really cool. So and the room, which I was room was good beautiful. Size, like over four hundred square feet. Uh, four hundred and fourteen square feet. Is it four hundred and fourteen? Yes, I, I looked it up because it seemed pretty big to me. It is. That's a big room. I didn't think it was that big. It was serenity beds, double beds. Queens. Those were queens. Those weren't doubles. Really? Mm, they looked like doubles in my I think they were doubles. Were they? Yeah. They looked like I thought I could have sworn they were queens. No, because I remember laying across crossways on it, and it laid like a double bed to me. When I saw in the pictures, I called her up today and said, those are doubles, right? Because they really did not look like, like queen beds. So. Okay. But. All right. You want to kill your sound? Yep. Because it's, we're picking that up. Okay. We keep picking it up. But anyway... Um, but the room was beautiful, and I had a view of Pop, and I had a I was and I had a beautiful view of the pool area, and I could see Epcot, you know, out of the corner a little bit, which was cool. Um, 
The rooms were comfortable. My room was immaculately clean. I checked for dust like you, like we do, and there was no dust anywhere. There was nothing anywhere. Room service, um, housekeeping was amazing. The first night I spent by myself, and the second night the girls stayed with me. And um, I had mentioned it to housekeeping just in passing that my girls were going to be staying with me. I needed some extra towels. She also brought in box loads of extra toiletries and stuff because I had teenage girls coming in, which I thought was great. Yep. I mean, like triple the amount they would give you and laid it all out on the bed and just I thought that was really nice. I had room service also. My room service was perfect. I had breakfast, 20 minutes. He was at the door with my piping hot breakfast in and out, set it up for me. I mean, I thought it was totally opposite what you were telling me. Because yeah. you, you'd already had room service once at that point. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try it and see what's happening over here. Well, one of the big draws for the Hilton is um, uh, the Harvest Bistro Restaurant. Um, talking about food. Which we ate yeah. at the first night. The first night we had dinner there. We had there. dinner there. And this is a restaurant where uh, two children under the age of 12 eat free with every one paying adult. And it doesn't matter whether you're staying there or not. You can just go there for dinner. That's right. And if you've got, if you're two adults with three kids, all three kids eat for free if they're under 12. Um. And I got to tell you, the food was fabulous. The food was awesome. Yeah, the food first night was we, had, we had dinner. And I, what, I have shrimp and grits. And we had, had all, shrimp and dinner, dinner we ordered a la carte mm-hmm. off the menu. And, oh, my God. That flatbread pizza. Ooh, with the, the ham and the, the onion. Everything. Really a very, very cool menu. Nice menu. Reasonably priced menu, too. It was really slow. It was slow when we got there, so I was thinking the the service was going to be like, okay, they're there, you know, let me get this over with. But she just had more time to spend with us. Yeah, she came. She what was her name? Uh, Cheryl. I don't remember. Anyway, um, I thought we wrote that down because we were so impressed with her. We might have. I don't have my. But she came and um, spent a lot of time talking about. um, She did, and when dessert time came, and we looked at the menu, and there wasn't anything sugar free. And what you do for you, Pete? Oh yeah, because uh, I obviously I always ask if you have anything sugar free for dessert, and they didn't. So she went up to the coffee shop in the lobby that has uh, there's a, a, a local company that makes homemade sugar free chocolates. chocolates. She went up and brought a whole bunch of these down to me to give me a selection of what I would like for dessert. Which I thought, like, okay, that's really cool. Whereas, you know, uh, Disney, what Disney does great with, uh, with, with sugar-free desserts at their upscale restaurants. Um, but even there at Citrico's, for example, you know, when we, when we had dinner there last month, I asked for something sugar-free, and I can give you berries. Um, the fact that she went out of her way to... Go find me something sugar free, and it wasn't like this comes up all the time, so we know this is what to do. This was her thinking on her feet. No, wait, weren't you? Were you outside smoking at the time? And yeah. I mentioned, and I mentioned. Yeah, she said, "What did you think about dessert?" And I said, "Well, we're looking at it, but he's diabetic, so he can't have sugar. Do you have anything sugar free?" And like I said, she started thinking. She's like, "No, not right offhand." And then she came back like a minute later and said, "You know, we have something upstairs." And that's when she ran upstairs, got it, and came back before Pete was at the table. And, and a lovely display basket. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, eh. yeah, I mean, she really put effort into this. <laughs> she really, really put effort into this. And like I said, the food was really good. It was really fresh, well-prepared, well-cooked, delicious food. That apple crisp was fantastic. It was like oh. right out of Grandma's kitchen. It yeah, was that good. was incredible. And it was made then. Everything is made there. Everything. All the desserts yeah. are made there. Everything's made there. It was really, really good. And uh, again, for a hotel where you're spending 99 or 119 I think we're paying 119 a night for that room or something like that. It's not maybe not what you would expect. See your your option at Dis- on Disney is the food court. If you're paying, if you're at that price point, this was, I think, comparable in price to what you'd pay in the food court. But it's table service. You get kids eat free, and the food is far better. Well, let's it talk is. about breakfast the next morning. Well, also, uh, we need to mention in the front of the Harvest Beaster, they've got a little. Um, like a little convenient store, kind of an area that stays open 24 hours a day. You could get sandwiches, salads, you know, beverages, Water, um, candy, snacks, whatever, whatever, whatever you'd want. You can get it there. We ran down several times in the night. And, and w- what they're what they're known for, though, is their breakfast buffet. Well, actually, they have uh, breakfast buffets and dinner buffets. Uh, dinner buffets are done um, Friday and Saturday night, usually off season. Off season, yeah, it's only done. But on season, when it's busy, I think it's done more frequently. Right. The breakfast buffet is done every morning, though. And this breakfast buffet blows away anything Disney has. Blows away anything. I've never th- seen anything like it. I mean, they had okay. They had a selection of meat and cheeses. They had a bread selection. Then they had a toast station that had butter and different jellies. They had cereals, pastries. They had a little uh, area that had yogurt with. Um, Granola to go in front. They have fruit, grits, oatmeal, uh, French toast, bread pudding, and then they had an omelet station. And then other eggs and eggs, sausage, bacon, hash browns. I mean, just the regular stuff you would yeah. always expect. And then a lot good. more. It's it wasn't like crappy buffet food. It was like really good food. It was. Um, even when we did the dinner buffet, it was Italian night. They have three and themes: Mediterranean, Italian, and I forgot what the other one was. I want to say Mexican, but I could be wrong. I think I think it is. Yeah. Um, but and, Italian was good. I mean, and do we remember what was the price? Twenty five for dinner, nineteen 20, for breakfast. Nineteen dollars for this bre- breakfast buffet. But you, but you think about it: two parents got your four kids with you, forty bucks. And we saw we saw a family that had you know two adults, three children. Those that family paid forty dollars for five people. To have breakfast. And the kids' buffet just was amazing to me because, I mean, it had the normal stuff. It had the chicken nuggets. It had the macaroni and cheese. It had the normal stuff you would see on a kids' buffet. But freakishly, I thought it was weird, and my, Stella loved it. They had bowls of toys. Here, little, take, little toys. Take some toys. Kids shouldn't eat toys for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's little things to keep them, you know, like little games and little stuff to keep them quiet while you're at the table or keep them happy. And little bowls of, you know, Weird little candies. I just thought that was amazing. Now, one of the questions uh, that I want to make sure that we don't forget that comes up with any hotel that's not Disney is transportation. I was going to ask you how yes. is the transportation. They do have now, shuttles. They have, uh, they have their own bus, their own like big bus, not like a little shuttle. Um, and they will tell you that it runs every half hour. It runs every half hour going to the Magic Kingdom. It runs about every hour going to the rest of the theme parks. And I think Grace said going to Hollywood Studios took like 40 minutes. Yeah, just under 40 minutes. Her and Tiffany got on at 11, and it was just after 11.30 when they got there. And so it's 
better than most off-property hotels, not as good as Disney. But the same shuttle, it's, it stops at the Hilton, and then they had to go up and wait at the Waldorf for a few minutes. So that kind of added a few minutes. But then it also goes around other theme parks right. before it gets to like Hollywood Studios. Right. Where does it uh, drop you off at the Magic Kingdom, do you know? Is it Ticket and Transportation Center? I would no, imagine. I think sure. it has yeah. to be. Because they would. just took it to Hollywood Studios. And then took internal buses where else they wanted to go. So it's it's definitely usable, um, but like I said, it's better than what you because normally off property non Disney owned hotels, or at least the ones in like Kissimmee, like Buena Vista, they'll run shuttles where they'll do two or three of them in the morning, or two and two or three of them coming back at night. This at least runs every. It's hour. a constant thing. It's just you know how much how long it's going to take. So that needs to be kept in mind. But the the crown jewel. The crown jewel of the Hilton is that pool. Oh, my God. We had a milestone, didn't we, Teresa? Yes, we did. Teresa and I both got in the pool, and it's been years. It's been 25 years since I've had a swimsuit. It's been at least It's like a years. lazy river pool. It's the best pool. Well, you know, I'm sitting there with my capris, my normal outfit, sitting by the pool, sweating like a pig, watching my kids play. Pete comes out. I'm watching Pete floating around the lazy river, and I'm thinking, man, I need to do this. I move, move over to the side of the pool kick my flip-flops off and dangle my feet. Pete's like, just go buy a friggin' sick swimsuit and jump in. I'm thinking, okay. Um, I, you know, I'd seen many types of people float by while I was sitting there. So I knew I'm going to do it. So I did. And I can't, it, it was amazing. And it the was. kids were like, oh my God, you're wearing a swimsuit. Is it a circular, lazy river? Like, Yes. Oh, yeah, it's kind of just, and it goes around two pools, actually. Yeah. It's got two large pools and it's got the lazy river going around. It's got a small slide. Um, One of the pools has zero entry. Yep. And they also have the the kiddies, the kiddie pool. The, the kiddie pool. But the thing that bothered me, yeah. no lifeguards. Ever. You do have to wear a, a life vest if you're under 40 inches if you're going down the slide. And there's people posted at the top of the slide and the bottom of the slide, but they're not actual lifeguards. There's no other lifeguards around there. But that is posted. They let you know there is. I know. I, I understand they post it, and I'm sure within the bounds of the law, they're within the bounds of the law. That's not my point. It's just... They I, do need to... I, I think see it, as it would make me feel... Well, it's, it's never unsafe until a kid drowns. What's um, the deepest part of the pool? Well, I think it's all. I think that's it. It's only four, like four, four, and four and feet. Half, Probably after something happens, then they'll get lifeguards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, to me, I think any pool at a hotel that has a lot of kids. And there were a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids. They showed movies every night. We went down for the movie on the last night. Um, I think Ratatouille, Wally, just normal movies you would show. They had popcorn. People floating around eating popcorn in the pool. It was kind of fun. Um, they also have tubes, inner tubes. They rent or sell. You can rent for $7. Or buy. No, I'm sorry, for $5 a day. Or you can buy them for $7. And they also had giant blow-up noodles, which is we had a lot of fun with. Yeah, that's what we got. But Because you really, you know, what are you going to do, walk around the Lazy River? You know, you kind of needed something to float on. And uh, it was cool. And it was it was. It was- so much fun, honest to God! It, it was, was so we much yeah. fun in the in that pool, uh, and uh, the Hilton. I mean, the Waldorf has a very nice pool, but it's a very Waldorf pool. I mean, well, they have one very large lap pool, and then they have this expansive pool. It's just it's huge. It goes yeah. on and on. But I mean, like you said, it's very elegant. Yeah, kids obviously not going to have the kids are going to the Waldorf pools. It's kind of like smack in the middle of the hotel. Yeah, right. It's like it's just you are surrounded on three sides of. By the hotel. Pool by hotel. It just feels weird. And they do have beautiful cabanas there too, though. 
Yeah, the cabanas at the Waldorf were, were, were beautiful. But the Hilton pool was relaxing. Oh, it my was, God. I was, was more comfortable with the Hilton pool. It was just, you know, once once you got in the water and you're just floating around, it was pretty amazing. I, I, I honestly think the Hilton uh, beats anything at the downtown Disney, any of the downtown Disney hotels. Um, and I think it could easily be in the, the top 1% of non-Disney-owned properties in Orlando. Um, in terms cool of, in terms, yeah. in ter- you know, in terms of, if you want large, comfortable rooms at a price that Disney would charge for a moderate, with a great pool and great option for dining, that's the, where the food is really good, and the uh, uh, you get, like I said, you, for every one adult, two kids under twelve eat free. I think those things all combined make it uh, a real player. It's a real player, and it's got you know it's got a small but loyal group of followers on on the boards. I think as more people experience this hotel, it's going to become a lot more popular because this really is great. I really enjoyed it, and I think it's I think it's a worthy alternative uh, to some of the Disney options, uh, especially um, especially the, uh, the you know especially the values. I think you know you just stayed at Pop. In August, which I got to look at through the window, and shortly, yeah. shortly, you know, a couple weeks later, yeah. you were at the Hilton. Or which did you prefer? Well, easily the Hilton. So I, I mean, th- Pop was nice, but the Hilton was an experience. Yeah, it really was. In fact, I think if we go back, we'd probably stay at the Hilton instead I of agree. the Waldorf. I mean, I definitely want to stay at the Waldorf again. I would staying in that room, uh, especially if you're there for a week, having that room, that space, so comfortable, so comfortable, but. I would be extremely comfortable in the wall, in the uh, the Hilton as well. So uh, the the Hilton the Hilton we give a ninety five uh, to the Hilton. Um, fantastic, fantastic price point. Uh, great service, great food, great pool. It's a great resort. It is an absolutely great resort, and uh, I think people really should not write these places off because quote unquote they're not owned by Disney. They are as on property as Caribbean beaches. They are as on property as Pop Century is. Uh, and you don't get extra magic hours. You don't get extra magic hours, no. But you can't do the dining plan. No, you can't do the dining plan. You can't use your key to have the tickets, all the things that you would have at a Disney resort. But, you know, there's a trade-off. There's a trade-off, but in my opinion, well worth it. You know what I liked about it? One of the things I liked about it in thinking about it Disney's hectic. You're running. You're doing. You're having a wonderful time. It, it was nice to go back to the Hilton and it, you just and relax. Nobody was, you know. It was kind of I like that non Disney experience at the end of a hectic day of yeah. You know, you we know were also mean? there during a slow period. Yeah, we were there in September, early September. I mean, there was a lot going on. The weekend picked. It up. It was Labor Day weekend. It, yeah, it was Labor Day weekend. It picked up, but I'm just saying it was a different vibe than staying at a Disney hotel, and I, yeah. and I like that. All right, that will do it for our review of the Hilton and Waldorf at Bonnet Creek. We're going to move on to Kevin Close and his review of The Wave. How was it, Kevin? Uh, When The Wave first opened, I liked it a great deal. I thought it was a welcome addition to the Contemporary Resort. I was interested in what they were offering. Everything was sustainable. Everything was locally grown. Um, I even heard about how... They had had wines bottled for themselves because cork 
was you had to harvest cork from the rainforest. So what they were doing was they were having bottles of wine bottled with screw tops because uh, an aluminum screw top was recyclable. And I thought that was really great. I thought that was interesting. Um, the food was healthy and tasty. All of that's gone. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you what I think, but let me give you an example. We had Citra, We had dinner at Citrico's recently. And while they're not the same price point, I consider Citrico's a fine restaurant in a hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't consider it a hotel restaurant. Correct. Right. The Wave has become a hotel restaurant. You can be in Tulsa. There's no theming. It's beige. They've done away with, um, when we first ate there, uh, there was a little wave salt and pepper shaker on the table. It was a little wave of aluminum with two little discs in it. It was visually appealing. That's gone. We were sat... Uh, it was a crowded restaurant. I have, have I can only assume it has to do with free dining. At the back of the restaurant, there are a couple of rooms that have um, accordion doors, like you could have a private room right. meeting in there. Those were all open, and right. those those rooms were being used. So, the tables were full. We had a very nice server who was totally disinterested. Her job was to get the food in and get the food out, and nothing else mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sat next to a giant pillar at a two-top. And the pillar, actually, I can't explain it, but it made the table even tighter. There was no elbow room. It was like you had to sit to one side because this side was against the wall. Right. Again, crowded restaurant. We sat, were sat with a table for two. But it's now become a dark cellar. Of a restaurant, um, the lighting is beige, and I'm not. I, that's not a critical thing. The lighting is actually the bulbs are painted like beige. They're yellowish beige, so everything has this sort of dark harvest wheat hue dullness to it. <laughs> oh God! It's just like the beigest place I've ever eaten. Was it attractive for people? Do they look good in there? It was sad. It was it actually was, like eating in a place that made you feel sad. Right. The beigest place on earth. Um, you could pick any hotel anywhere and you were there. Wow. This was, there was, it, it's, we recently had dinner at the Bistro de Paris and I said it was the least Disney restaurant I've ever eaten in, in that there's no Mickey-shaped butter. You looked out the windows, and you didn't really see anything Disney because of we weren't close enough to the window to look down and see the, uh, the park. We were just looking out. We could have been anywhere in a fine, elegant restaurant. This is not. This is any hotel, any convention hotel anywhere, and we were in a convention restaurant. Um, the menu's beige. <laughs> It's just, it's very, very brown. It's just, and you walk down, for those of you who don't know, the Wave is where the Fiesta Fun Center and the arcade used to be at the uh, the Contemporary. Uh, it's the Wave of American Flavors is the actual name of the restaurant. And they brought us our beige menu, and there's a choice of six or seven on uh, appetizers. We started with the Wave appetizer for two, which was sautéed sea scallops with rock shrimp and lump crab cake. She says, it says lump crab cakes for fourteen ninety nine. 
That's misinformation. It is a lump crab cake. <laughs> There's an extra S. <laughs> Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine. We also had the black bean chili with pork tenderloin and jalapeno corn muffin. Ooh, sounds good. The wave appetizer for two, the sautéed sea scallops. There were two. There were two rock shrimp, and there was one lump crab cake. And all of them were good. They were tasty. And for fifteen dollars, you expect your five or six little bites of food to be tasty. But it's mm-hmm. not... It, it still wasn't an outrageous price. And I just want to mention to people, if you hear the noise, there's a monsoon going on outside. <laughs> it really is. Um, we also, as I said, had the black bean chili. Aside from... Now, you all know black beans, right? Yeah. Black beans tend to sort of be messy. The person who put this in the cup splattered it all over the side. That's my only complaint. I could, this is how, if I was home, I would have been neater. In a restaurant, I would have assumed that somebody would have wiped the side of the cup because black beans, once they start to dry, is nasty. It just looks like mud on the side of your cup. (laughs) Uh, However, the black bean chili was $6.99 and it was awesome. Sounds good. It was Black bean. I, I don't know where the black, word black bean chili. It wasn't a chili to me. It was black bean soup with cubes of really tender pork tenderloin. And it came with this little jalapeno corn muffin that they had baked in a very special designed corn muffin pan because it looked like a little flour as opposed to just being a little lump of cornbread. Uh, it was a jalapeno little Debbie is what it was. However, it was really good. And with the black bean soup... It was really good. As a matter of fact, I asked Shrek. (laughs) She just was like, she she could have. Shrek. She could have worked in the base. It wasn't right. It wasn't because she looked. It was just she just kind of lumbered about the dining room. What do you want? So drop the food down. Yeah, and it was like there was no spark. It was she was just as beige as the rest, and her outfit was beige. Um, I said to her. Can I order some more of the little jalapeno cornbread? I'll bring you some. And she did. She brought us some more bread. Oh, the bread is a whole wheat, whole grain, flaxseed, gravelly kind of bread. And there, it's all this health food. This is all, everything's healthy. It's all good for you. And they salt the butter. I have no problem with this. I like salted butter. But it just doesn't fit in with the whole, we're going to feed you edamame and grain, <laughs> and then we're going to give you salted butter. No complaints. The bread is good. The bread is a, it, it, it's hearty. It's hearty. Okay, that was the appetizers. And John and I are sitting there against this wall, and we looked around at everybody else. And you know how restaurants usually buzz? There was no buzz. <laughs> and we looked around at the other people, and... <coughs> Nobody was talking to each other. It, it's kind of a depressing space at this point. It was just beige. I'll stop saying that. <laughs> um, I ordered the apple. No, this is. Tell me, this doesn't sound good. I ordered the apple brined pork loin with bourbon, sweet mashed potatoes, warm spinach, bacon salad, Ooh. and sassafras juice. Sounds good to me. It sounds, sounds awesome, yeah. It, everything should be busting with flavor. Yeah. Right? It was a little piece of pork loin, 
it was actually was a good serving of pork loin. I shouldn't say that. The pork loin was good, but it tasted like pork. Cooked pork. I mean, it wasn't bad cooked pork, but I was expecting sassafras and apple brine and bourbon and all this burst of flavor, and it was pork. Hmm. It came with a little tiny um, serving of a spinach salad with a warm bacon vinaigrette. I mean, I'm talking maybe four bites. And then, you know what an ice cream scoop looks like? And you scoop out ice cream and you put it in the bowl. Well, if you had taken that same scoop of ice cream and used a knife to level it off and then turned it upside down and put it on the plate, that's how many sweet potatoes I got. Because that's exactly what they used to portion my sweet potatoes. I had this perfect little dome. And you know how big an ice cream scoop is. Yeah. Right. The kind with the little trigger finger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they were supposedly flavored with bourbon. Bourbon sweet mashed potatoes. They were just, they were sweet potatoes Sounds mashed. Sounds wonderful, though. Um, right, it sounded so good. Really? Oh my God, this is going to be such a good meal. And I don't want to say it was ill-prepared, but there was nothing. I mean, after the description, I was expecting to be doing cartwheels through the Beige Auditorium here. It just, <laughs> and I wasn't. Um, John ordered what has to be the oddest chicken pot pie I have ever seen in my entire life. It was a braised chicken pot pie with peas, mushrooms, carrots, and topped with thyme pastry. Well, thyme... Thyme pastry? Thyme, T-H-Y. Right, right, right. So it was like flecked with little bits of thyme. You'd think that, wouldn't you? This is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you'd think that. It was, it was some vegetables in a broth, and then there was a chicken breast with the leg bone. The wing bone. No. Yeah, the wing bone. Yes, wing bone. the leg bone. It was like uh, it was a flat chicken breast, and then you know the little chicken yeah, wing. Right. It was like sticking up like it was excited. <laughs> it was like this pastry hat, and then there was this flat piece of puff pastry laid on top of it, and we both just like had a little the, blanket. Okay, here is the like picture. a little chicken pot pie comforter, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, this piece of chicken, and it had this Wait, pastry hat. This is this is your chicken, chicken pot pie. pie. So it's like, but this bowl. is not this is chicken and gravy with a thing on it. Exactly, <laughs> with a little excited <laughs> wing. <laughs> um, so after getting over sort of the wing and the thigh, what's the little flat thing? That's the top. That's, that's the, the top. pastry. That's, that's the thyme puff pastry that I removed. It was like it was like it's like it's like all the ingredients for a chicken pot pie just Here. not put together. Right, make your right. own. Or you could. It was. It was the oddest. That's thing. odd. Yeah, and the chicken pot pie was nineteen ninety nine, and the brine apple brined pork tenderloin with sassafras juice. I I think I missed my sassafras juice. That was twenty one ninety nine. Now I, I want to get back to my chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's about talk about that. So you saw I passed it around. You see, right. you have the leg and the thigh, and sort of sitting in this. Brown, a little snickerdoodle land next to it. Yeah, sitting in this brown gravy with lumps. And I said, okay, I've I've resigned to the fact that this is what it was. So I start to dig into it, and underneath the leg and thigh is another piece of chicken. However, it's a piece of chicken I've never recognized in my life. It it's, was like the chicken rib cage. But it was like this thin, <laughs> thin, thin piece of chicken, maybe about an inch thick, okay, and about three inches long. And then on either end of this thin piece were two lumps of chicken. 
I don't know where what part of the chicken this was. Sounds like chicken butt to me. It might have been the chickens behind. I don't know. It was the weirdest piece of chicken Two I've ever seen in my pieces. life. little butt pieces. And we just sat there looking at it. And here's my sad little cafeteria plate with my cafeteria later scoop of mashed pota- sweet potatoes. And I was expecting, <laughs> you know, I had this harvest festival going on in my <laughs> yeah, head. Right. Yeah, I'm telling apple brined pork and, and the exotic sassafras and, and bourbon and, and everything. Bourbon. And... Here we sat with our little convention plates and Shrek waiting on us. Shrek waiting on us. At one point, I swear, I said to him, are you sad? I just feel sad. (laughs) You asked asked him that? I said to him, I said, do you feel sad? Do you need to talk? (laughs) I have to tell you. Because I felt like so depressed. John and I have a good time everywhere we go. We enjoy each other's company. We get along really well. And the two of us sat there with our iPhones <laughs> trying to find something to do. It just sucked it, the life out of you. Huh? Was there music playing? I mean, what was the... Oh, here's... Uh, wait. Here, I'm not lying. There's my picture of my... Right, I saw oh, that. Oh, yeah, we just... Let me show Kathy. I don't think Kathy's... My little... Potato. Lump. That's lump. bizarre. That's really so, bizarre. Shrek comes out after we're, we're done and says, Do you want dessert? <laughs> <laughs> and... I don't know... When they first and you're saying it, Shrek based on personality. Right. No, no, like based on. No, Shrek has personality. <laughs> she just kind of lumbered along like Shrek. Um, I don't know. No, no, Shrek has too much personality. Maybe that Popeye with the hat on it. Maybe that's the wrong thing. Or Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, no, gray. You know when you go well, in any place soup. and there's the sullen teenager behind the counter who's yeah. working because the yeah. mother and father told you? Right. Well, this was a middle aged sullen teenager. <laughs> it was like, what do you want? <laughs> is that all? Oh, and the other pretentious. Oh, thing. is that the soup? With that's the, the messy yeah, That's the soup. You know when you go to SeaWorld or Animal Kingdom and you can't have a real straw <laughs> because the animals will choke on it because they're stupid, apparently? Right. <laughs> the wave gives you paper straws. And I was like, are you afraid the help's going to choke on them? What's the problem? Why it's can't I have natural. a real straw? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that... Oh, can you see the way the soup was just kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say what it looks like. Yeah. However, it tasted really good. It rhymes with soup. So they're just trying to be green with the straws. But but in, like, the most pretentious way, you know? Because, like, you've painted your light bulbs brown. I can't have a plastic straw. When did the change take place? I know we ate there as a group one time a year or so ago. I don't know. We don't know when it happened, but... It happened. It happened. Well, well, let me just interject... I haven't had an experience there that I've really enjoyed. I've eaten there twice. And both times I found the service to be a way subpar. And I thought the food was completely uninspired. Well, I saw no reason to ever go back. We've been, been there a couple times. We had a good mushroom soup or something. One we were being rushed out of an empty restaurant. Always rushed. We always rushed the out. restaurants were oh, empty. No, we were allowed to stay as long as we wanted. And we were kind of rushing. <laughs> and think, rushing and thinking, let's get out of here. Like some place where people are smiling and talking and happy. We were allowed John, to you're right, looking gray. Uh, we were allowed to stay right up to the point of suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so, but it, it, you're not the only ones. I'm, I'm looking at the reviews, the restaurant reviews that, that are on, on the Diz from our visitors and slow service and poor food quality are mentioned quite a bit here well wait we didn't get to dessert <laughs> so again when this place first opened i thought this was very forward thinking forward thinking that 
instead of having a dessert, you got three little samples of desserts. Well, we were told the first time we ate there that we could kind of pick anything we wanted from these three different things. And we did the time I was there. I remember that. Well, now you're kind of stuck with the three. So there's three choices of three desserts. They are a sweet ending to your celebration, creamy indulgences, which is cheesecake with raspberry coulis, coconut panna cotta with passion fruit drizzle, and chocolate passion fruit mousse with pecan olive brittle. Now, all of these are seven ninety nine. The other one is Decadent Flavors, which is blueberry compote with yogurt gelato, lemon cornbread with vanilla panna cotta, and chocolate mousse with salted caramel sauce. Freshly crafted sorbets and no sugar added desserts are your other choices. I'm not going to read those to you because we didn't get those. John ordered the creamy indulgences. I ordered the Decadent Flavors. Our sullen Shrek waiter, waitress. Comes out and says to me, the blueberry compote's a little tart, but people don't mind it if you mix it with the lemon cake. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, wait, 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 people don't mind it? <laughs> Isn't this supposed to be, what was it, a celebration? People don't mind it. <laughs> so they, there are these three little tiny dishes, and John got the cheesecake with raspberry coulis. Now, the cheesecake was dry. It was like dust. It was like cheesecake dust. And then they had the raspberry coulis. You know those veins that run down the side of your neck like they're attached to your saliva glands, I think? Please don't write to me. I don't care. I'm not a biology or anatomy major. But they're those veins that run down the side of your neck. This raspberry stuff was so tart, it seized your jaw right up. It was like, ooh. I actually said out loud, people turned their heads and looked at me, oh, sweet mother of God. <laughs> no, no, that was, that, that was the chocolate passion fruit mousse. So John takes a bite of it, and in this very quiet, no one's talking restaurant, says, oh, sweet mother of God. It's so tart. Now, now, I'm thinking, and the coconut panna cotta, it had a pond scum consistency to it. It wiggled a little bit, but it was like, it's what I expected tar balls washing up on the beach to look like. Oh. It just was this little pile of quivering slime. Um, but the chocolate passion fruit mousse, and then he says to me, you try it. <laughs> After a sweet mother of God? No, I'm on my own here. i got to mix my two desserts to make them okay. <laughs> The chocolate mousse with salted caramel sauce, it was this little chunk of very, very no-moisture chocolate mousse. You know, chocolate mousse is supposed to be like pudding like with whipped cream in it. Smooth, yeah. This wasn't. This was a hard little dry chunk. And the salted caramel were little dots in the corner of this tiny square plate that had been put there three or four days prior. It was... You could tell these everything had been pre-made, everything had been pre-plated, and allowed to dry or put in a food dehydrator. So the waitress, this is the kicker. The, okay. right, the waitress lumbers back. You done? <laughs> and John says to her, "Does anybody eat this crap?" And she goes, "Yeah, most people have that reaction." <gasps> oh my god! Like, well, I said to her, "Why did you let us order this?" She says, "Yeah, most people don't like it." And I thought, "Great." Thanks for the heads up. Really? Oh, my God. Um, and as for the blueberry compote... Did they take it off the bill? No. We paid for everything. No. We the, only, the only solace I had, the only 
moment of peace I had was when they delivered my dessert to the children at the next table. <laughs> John turned to I said, John, I just heard the peace bill at the next table get your the same dessert. And we actually turned our chairs so we could watch. <laughs> It's the only moment of joy at all evening. <laughs> the kid went, the kid, I swear, the kid put it in his mouth and he goes, oh my God! <laughs> and handed it to the mother and we thought, okay, we're done. We we paid oh. our bill. I don't want to, this was, there was no thought to it. There was no joy in it. There was no color to it. I, I can't say that the stuff that we got was the food was badly prepared. It was just very, very odd. I, I have absolutely no reason to go back into the dark beige cellar. Dark beige cellar. And eat in this joyless space. I mean, I mean it's just, supposed to be they have waves on the ceiling. It's supposed to be like you're in the ocean. Well, apparently you're in the... You so know. it's the wave of despair. <laughs> it is. Waves ocean, of despair. You're in the ocean we, after the oil spill. <laughs> well, I said the same thing on the way. And as, you, as you're walking in, you're in this little bubbly thing as you're walking down this death ramp. <laughs> it's just all life has been sucked out of it. We, we said to us, we said to each other, let's get out of here and go someplace and have some fun. This is just bleak. Man, what a way to calm your kids down. Huh? Uh, you know, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like, because nobody's making any noise. You walk into a restaurant and there's a subtle buzz. You can hear, yeah. you know, you, it's not, unless you're in some places like Will, Will, Whispering Canyon Cafe, which are just cacophonous. But you go into a happy, healthy restaurant and there's a buzz, you know, dishes are clanking, people are talking, you can hear the servers talking to other tables. That's us. And all of the waiters had that same sort of lumbering I can't imagine what it would be like, like to work like dead look in their eyes yeah. or what? This is a haunted wow. mansion restaurant. It's yeah. very, um, it's very Dawn of the Dead. Sounds depressing. I, I don't. It was. It, was very it, was, it just was not. It, I, it, it, this wasn't one of those things where the food was so outrageously gross or bad. As I said, my pork tasted like pork. I wanted this harvest celebration of. Bourbon and apple brine and yeah, I can sassafras. I can make mediocre food myself. I don't even know what sassafras tastes like, but I was really excited about it. <laughs> I still don't know what sassafras tastes like. But. <laughs> so it, it's not the, it's not. Oh, go someplace else. You'll have a better time. <laughs> oh dear God, just don't go do upstairs it. Upstairs to that fast food place, like where you're waiting for your EKG to be done. At least people will be talking to each other. <laughs> to the hospital waiting room. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. That is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Again, reminding everyone, we will not be uh, doing a show next week. We have uh, prior engagements. So uh, until next time, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta say it. Stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>